0: Song Confessional is a co-production of KUT, KUTX Studios, and Good Taste Society.
1: Hey, this is Walker Lukens, and you are listening to... Song Confessional. (laughs) So you're hearing that new song here Instead of the normal Song Confessional Season 2 theme song What you just heard was My Wife the Ghost By Yup And what is Yup? And why is your wife a ghost? Well let me explain that to you Zach This is a plant Because Zach knows what Yup is And I know what Yup is We're both in Yup It's called staging It's called It's called We're podcasters (laughs) So Yup is the band that we created in order to make background music for this podcast. So all of the background music you've heard in this season two was created by Yup. Yup. Yup consists of Mr. Zach Katanzara back there on the drums. That's me. I uh, I've been playing some keyboards and a little bit of guitar. Is that bass uh, six. I played some bass six for those in the know. If you don't know, that looks like a guitar. (laughs) Uh, On the real bass has been Sam Panky. On Rhodes, occasionally piano, has been Matt Bradshaw. I guess he also played a Wurlitzer. Again, for those in the know. Otherwise, that looks just like a piano. Uh, We had Sarah Hauser on piano Mm -hmm. on a couple tracks. And as I like to call him second Zach or Zach number two, Zach Wiggs. Zack Wiggs, who is playing Pedal Steel, so
0: I call him uh, Pedal Steel Zach. That works, too. I only call him Second Zach, not because he's, I mean, he's a great musician. It makes it sound like I'm diminishing he's his talent. Second,
1: he's not he's, Second Chair. He's
0: only younger than me by a lot.
1: <laughs> so that's the only reason you're Second Zach is because I'm jealous. Okay, so he calls you, you, sorry, uh, Zach calls him Second Zach. I call him Pedal Steel Zach. Which is Really, a better label. I've given this Zach over here many names, and if you don't remember them all, you fucking failed the song. <laughs> to go back and quiz. listen to every fucking episode intro we've ever done. Uh, I call. We have we have a lot of Zachs in our world. There's also Surfer Zach, which we won't reveal what that means. But anyway, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so basically, we got together, and on these tracks, we listened to um, a confession and the song that inspired, and then we made some instrumental music inspired by uh, what we heard. So that track was called My Wife the Ghost. It was inspired by something you heard very recently. Uh, that was The Confession for episode uh, 7 and 8 and 9. And uh, 9. The song written by Madison Ward and the Mama Bear, and the song written by Night Moves, both inspired by an older woman Talking about her experiences online dating uh, and just having disastrous con- consequences, she went on a date with a guy who who
0: was still married to a ghost. Well, and married married the ghost. Did not marry a woman that became a ghost. Married the ghost and was still married to the ghost while dating. So it's like a weird. A, a, what would you what would you call that? That's beyond polyamorous. Para para poly. <laughs> Para, para polyamorous. you've heard it here first
1: uh, Yeah para Also for some reason I just thought about That movie uh that Bill Bellamy movie um How to be a player damn Throwback you remember that movie vaguely Man man imagine If you're it you're just a player With ghosts I was Thinking about Dan Aykroyd
0: getting a blowjob In Ghostbusters and it taking me about 15 years to realize what was happening in that scene I'll be honest with you. I don't know what you're talking about. You go back and watch it. Dan Aykroyd gets blown by a ghost in the original Ghostbusters. Rated PG also. Great times for PG movies. The original Ghostbusters. Very first one. He gets a blowy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We stunned him. Pure silence. (laughs) It's been a long week. I'm still recovering from South by Southwest. So the... To further the idea of Yup,
0: uh, basically every episode, like Walker said, we were inspired by the single that came out in that episode and not just inspired by, but we kind of intentionally would write three versions of the same complimentary tracks, like same chord structure, completely
1: different vibe and rhythm. Yeah, like same core melody. Core melody, And then just change around that riff. I think the, the, the idea was to sort of, in a classic sense soundtrack yeah and have yeah be able to fit different emotions but to Mm -hmm. be cohesive prior to doing this in season one we used instrumental versions of the featured track uh and in those mini seasons you know we were just kind of you know grasping at straws using demos and instrumental things we'd made and whatever whatever.
0: quarantine ditties happened
1: And and since we started making this season uh, in that nebulous period where uh, it felt like we had a lot of time. We thought, let's do this. We've got a lot of musician friends. It'll be a very yes and attitude where we just come in and roll with the first idea. Mm -hmm. And we made all this music in like three days. Pretty much, yeah. It was so fucking fun, too. I think it was like
0: maybe... I mean, after a year of really floundering, being like peak fun, it was the most fun we'd had in a really long time. It was also one of the first times we'd gotten in a room and played music together That's with true. other people.
1: This these, this particular song you just heard was tracked at Public Hi-Fi live. Uh, we, were, we were not wearing masks. It was still in the mirage of early summer 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a very good time. And that is the spirit in which most of this music was made was just getting together and feeling good being in a studio with musicians, not worried about killing each other from with COVID
0: hot vac, summer
1: vibes, (laughs) hot vac, summer vibes, man, that's great. So, so you just heard my wife, the ghost three, and now you're going to hear M night Shyamalan plot twist. Now I have a memory for little details like this. Zach doesn't. So Zach, do you want to just guess why it's called that? Uh, because we did something
0: different At the very end That nobody saw coming Okay like that. <laughs>
1: in, in a sense we did Because uh, This was the last thing we made that day And what we did That was different was we took the theme you heard In My Life the Ghost 3 And made it major Which so in, essentially means more pleasant It's yes, happier sounding Um w- what you hear on this track is Zach on drums, Sam Panky on bass, I'm playing a Juno synthesizer. Uh Matt Bradshaw is playing the Rhodes mm. and uh Zach Wiggs is playing pedal steel. So without further ado, here is M Night Shyamalan Plot Twist by Yup. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to I mentioned that this uh, session was really fun because it was one of the first times we'd been in a room together, played music together with people without masks. Personally, I was also like very sad in this session because I think it was a day before I had to put my dog down and he was in and out of the emergency room. It was kind of brutal, but what's better
1: than playing music with people when you feel like shit? Uh, I agree with the last point. I, I, I don't remember this session being particularly fun and not fun like the other Yup sessions because because your dog was very sick. So I always in my mind uh, always associate this last one in particular with because you left a little early mm-hmm. to go uh, to go to the vet or to go home or something. That's that's definitely my memory of working on this particular set of songs. It's amazing though. I mean, for me at least, uh, I have such fixed musical memories mm-hmm. like that. Like this song always reminds me of your dog, Apollo. Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah. Same. Love that fucking dog. But it's always impressed me how your memory works like that. I could, I could listen to something a thousand times and not remember that I was a part of it <laughs> Until Walker tells me that I recorded And I'm like oh you're right I did Record that didn't I we're just like I mean we're always working on shit there's mm-hmm. always Something new that we're working on there's always something different I'm Drumming on whether it's stuff that you're producing That I'm randomly drumming on or With Bright Light or your personal music I just Like for me it just becomes A wash unless it's songs that I'm actually Performing
1: yeah I mean I I, um, I think you and I are are On opposite ends of the Miscellaneous memory spectrum Whereas I remember A lot of dates, times, places Blah 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 Mm -hmm. You're on the other end of Less so yeah but our powers combined We're like one healthy person I remember the emotions (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a value to remembering (laughs) lots of dates But you could probably name a date Anytime from the last five years And I can tell you what city I was in What was the first show I played with you on tour? late 2014
0: maybe or was it 2014 or 2015 see I don't even know that so we'll was, start.
1: By, I'll start by asking you the year it was early 2014 <laughs> and it was at Fitzgerald's with Bright Light damn I, I was gonna say Gossa Gossa New Orleans so yeah. I was wrong, <laughs> no, <you're> wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah well there's my useless memory but, you, you know, know the, 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 the thing about making these yup tracks and just this season two in general is that It happened over a very long period of time. I mean, that Chick Mm -hmm. Chick Chick track, which was the first one produced, was produced in January 2020. It was... Original intention was to come out
0: during South by 2020, wasn't it? Like uh, original intention? Something like that. Something along
1: those lines, yeah. Uh, And, you know, obviously our plans, everyone's plans got interrupted by old Covey baby, but we... We the rest of these tracks just slowly came together over two years, so mm-hmm. you know, unlike other the experience of making other songs for this podcast and putting together other collections like this one really took years because at various times it honestly felt like maybe this is never coming back, yeah, it really did
0: and that and that's one of the yeah you know, still ongoing challenges of this project is. What comes out as a 40-minute episode takes months and months and months to create. There's the collection of the story, the confession, whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. There's assigning that confession to a band that expresses interest and wants to be a part
1: of the project. Well, and just to, just to back up a little bit, it's also combing through all the confessions from yeah. an event to find the good ones. To find the good and ones. And then assigning them. And then we give it to the band. So go on, go on. Yeah, then
0: assigning them. Give it to the band's. You know, some bands are better with deadlines than others. Some of them are very prompt. Some of them are months after the deadline, but mm-hmm. the song's still fucking good, and the story's good, and we want to use it. Um, and and then after that, you know, like we've been saying, we recorded all this background music, and then it's actually putting the episodes together. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, it's just, it just takes a lot of work to get these things out. And so this this season was very much a labor of love, and I know we all felt really happy about how it came out and the quality of the songs and the quality of the episodes were just, you know, felt like it surpassed a lot of what we've done and just keeps pushing the bar further. What's your favorite song from this season? I think I feel pretty partial to the David Ramirez, Kalu James track. Why is that? Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say. I think just the general feeling and vibe of it just gives me the emotion it almost i maybe okay i think i i have a good answer i think that it gave me the emotion the storyteller was trying to convey better than the storyteller conveyed it and that was what i thought was cool about it it's like cuz that one in particular was about a scary story but the way it was told wasn't particularly scary but the song matches the vibe of what the expectation for the story was going to be
1: i think that is well said that is one of my favorite songs that's ever come out of this and i think it uh It checks a certain box for things we've been producing, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, could be a true detective season theme song. Totally. That's pretty much been the goal. (laughs) I mean, that, that one above all else does it. And I also, um, I, I'm always blown away when, uh, when the song, let's say like outpaces the inspiration. Mm hmm. You know, and, and I, I loved her as a storyteller, that confessor, but I felt like their song was just was just phenomenal.
0: I, I think what you just said, we got pretty lucky on in general with season two. A lot of the songs kind of outpaced the expectation. I mean, same, same with the C. Moya song, so groovy and funky with a story that, I mean, it, it was told really well, but again, it was just like a story about essentially getting some hash, smoking some hash, accidentally bringing some hash home smoking the hash mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i i do think that uh but the it's at least you can describe the, the what makes that c moya confession interesting in like two sentences and i feel mm-hmm. like the the david and kaloo one you know it's it's not a well-told story and the the song that they put together from it is just airtight it's amazing couldn't agree more
0: Right, I guess we both like that song. So what's your favorite confession from this season? Uh,
1: I have a two-part answer to, to your question. All so right. my initially, I would have said my favorite confession was the one that inspired the Chick 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 track. And the reason I used to love it um, is because he was a, such a character and the way he told that he was a character, he was a good storyteller and, and just the story itself was so, uh, is out of this world. Um, but he, he actually hit me up after it came out. And I think with everything that's happened in the subsequent years since he gave that confession, mm-hmm he was really embarrassed uh, and I think he was embarrassed. Um, not because he's necessarily ashamed of what he did uh, as a kid, but that he felt like he sounded like pretty broy and kind of like an idiot, which, you know, he doesn't see himself that way. I, I and to be honest with you, I didn't really ever listen to the confession and think about that stuff, but I don't know. It just colored it for me in a different way because, well, the band definitely, you know, conveyed that impression. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But I don't know. I always felt like the need to defend him a little bit because, okay, so he was in kind of an idiot with the picture and making a stupid joke, but I don't know. I I live in Texas and I'm a gun owner. I'm a legal gun owner that lives in Texas. I just, I, I guess we have
1: different perspectives on that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even think the gun part was why he felt like he was an idiot. I think he just, um, you know, maybe it was the editing too or something, but it was more that he he wasn't putting any distance between his behavior then and who he is now and how he retold it. And I think that was the regret. Uh, Yeah. That that makes sense.
0: He's telling a story of his younger self, but the way he told it was almost like it just happened.
1: Yeah. And like, he's still that person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess that makes sense.
1: So that used to be my favorite confession, but then that, that kind of colored it. Um, You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just growing and evolving or something as a person, but My next inclination was to pick the very, very traumatic uh, confession that Jane Ellen Bryant and Tara and I wrote a song to, but just, just like pound for pound storyteller, storyteller and great story. I just love that woman that Madison Ward and Night Moves wrote a song about. It really is the best. It's one of the most unique stories and she's a great storyteller. And there's like a way to tell that story. Where it's sad or where um, she's having no fun. Mm-hmm.
0: She was so good at finding the humor in all of it. Yeah. and But still finding the humor while also being very self aware and conscious of being like, wait, but I'm not laughing at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She still had a lot of empathy in the, all of the situations. It's mm-hmm. like, this is really funny, but it's not because I'm like making fun of them. It's just. From my perspective, this situation is hilarious because it's not at all what
1: she expected. Mm-hmm. Something I think about often when we're doing this project, and it, it does come up uh, from time to time with the artists that we work with, is I wonder how these confessors have changed since we talked to them, you know, because the, what they said on this one day at some point in the past stays very real to, to us on this end because we're like... Work on them, yeah, we listen to it over and over and over, and analyze it, and yeah, absolutely and some people they are having a day and they're in a certain way, and they don't necessarily bring the same energy to the story that they're telling, you know a couple of days later, let alone in a couple of years yeah, very true it 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 makes me wonder um uh, about like the confessor that uh Libby Rodenbo wrote a song about who who was having a day, you know, she was feeling very reflective thinking about how she ended up in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe that woman is made pretty moody. And a few days later would explain in the booth completely differently, the same series of events.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it kind of depends on however they're processing at that moment in time, which is, I mean, I, that's kind of the, the fun part about a. Confession style thing in general, it, it is about that singular moment. It's not necessarily about the overall perspective of the story or what you learned from it, or you know, it's just about that moment and that's it. And then the interpretation comes after that, and that's up to the so the artists, the songwriters, as well as us, the hosts, and as well as you, the listeners. It's We all get to kind of
1: put our own perspective and opinions in there. I mean that 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 does bring me to my next point uh, and something. That I also think about often is um, we're filtering out confessions based on our own biases, tastes, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think, feel bad about it. I don't think there's a perfect way. Yeah, we to have to pick. It. We have to pick something. Yeah, <laughs> but it does make me wonder sometimes if there are like if there are confessions just just back at some I mean we've taken hundreds of these things there's got to be one that we just really missed out on I'm sure you're right that's <laughs> that's why we have Tate <laughs> Tate is a song confessional man like a company man a song confessional company man company man our newest company man and he filters through the confessions that we get at Hotel Magdalena where we have a permanent booth in Austin which does lead us to perhaps our concluding point for today we have another season coming soon Ooh. The song
0: confessional podcast is produced by myself walker lukens aaron blackerby jim eno rylan kettery and mike lee and brought to you by
1: kutx If you enjoyed this podcast season, I have two recommendations for you. The first one is go back to the beginning and just listen to the shit again. There's no way you caught it all. There's little tidbits. Now you can listen for all the up tracks. Pick out something new from the confession. I believe in you. My other recommendation, uh, which is less time consuming, is to take an episode that you loved and send it to one of your friends or family that you think would like it too. See you soon.